Hello and welcome to the Retail Influencer by 20 Cent Retail. In comments or through feedback, many of you told me you listen to this podcast with a coffee in your hand. Well, you will perhaps be happy to then know that today's topic is about coffee. Guillaume Berghiers is Category Manager at Deleuze Belgium and him and I had a chat about the coffee category and also the brand Latitude 28. You will hear that coffee today needs to be more than just a good roast. Fair trade, quality and affordability become key requirements for the category. Hello Guillaume, welcome to the show. Hello Vincent, thanks for welcoming me. You're welcome because today uh, we're having a nice cup of coffee as this is our topic of the day. We're going to chat about Latitude 28, which is your coffee brand or the one that you are responsible for at Deleuze. Yes, indeed. Um, perhaps tell us as the, the start, where does the idea of Latitude 28 come from? Because everybody has a private label, but Latitude 28 mm -hmm. is a bit special. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, maybe first of all, what you must know is that um, coffee is one of our uh, few key categories at Deleuze, such as wine, for instance. Um, so in this context, what we wanted to do we, is we wanted to innovate with the objective to, to develop a new coffee range uh, that would be in line with three of our core values, so quality, affordability, and sustainability. And yeah, well, when you when it comes to quality, we wanted to to offer a high quality coffee range uh, to our customers that are really passionate about coffee. Uh, so we now have a, a wide range of about thirty different products, uh, which come from small producers and uh, and brings lots of diversity to our assortment. Actually. Um, when it comes to to affordability, well, we wanted to to develop a coffee range that would be both fair for suppliers, uh, but also affordable for customers, especially in the in the current economic context. Um, and this was feasible to combine both criteria, uh, thanks to the fact that that we work directly with the coffee cooperatives to to source our coffee beans, and we then roast those beans ourselves, thanks to our in-house roastery, uh, which is uh, a holderless coffee company. And then the, the the third core value that we wanted to meet with Latitude 28, um, as I said, that's uh, sustainability, and that's re really important for us at the Les, uh, because global warming that's that's a real issue, and it it actually has a a big impact on the variety of coffee beans uh, in the world. And if we don't do anything, basically some kind of coffee beans won't exist anymore in the future. So that's why we wanted our coffee range to be as sustainable as possible. And that's also the reason why we've worked uh, both with Fairtrade to ensure a fair price for our suppliers and with CO2Logic to neutralize our CO2 emissions. So well, that's a bit why we created Latitude 28 at the beginning. Okay, well, it's good that you just mentioned those two those two aspects because I would like to to get more into that. Um, you just mentioned fair trade. Uh, yeah. Just walk us through it because for some people it's still a bit con confusing. Uh, yeah. Is it better for the planet? Is it the one for the environment? Is it better for health? Uh, but fair yeah. trade, yeah, okay, we know what it is. But uh, tell us for the ones who might not know yet. Yeah, well. Actually, uh, a coffee that is certified by Fairtrade, that's a, that's a guarantee for the producer to, to develop its activity in a sustainable way. Uh, that's mainly based on two aspects. Uh, the first one, that's a non-negotiable Fairtrade minimum price um, to, to cover the costs of productions. So that's kind of a, of a safety net, if you want, uh, when the market prices are going down. Uh, and the second aspect, that's a non-negotiable uh, fair trade premium uh, that can be invested autonomously 
by the coffee cooperatives to develop their activity in a sustainable way. So for instance, uh, this can be invested in productivity equipment or to help fight the consequences of global warming by, by training the farmers in climate resilient farming methods such as um, agroforestry. So agroforestry, that's a well, basically, that's a land use management system in which trees uh, are grown among crops, uh, which has different uh, advantages uh, uh, from a biological point of view, but also to protect the crops from uh, wind and sun, for instance. And and so aside from those two aspects, so uh, a non-negotiable fair trade minimum price and a non-negotiable fair trade premium, uh, fair trade also supports uh, the cooperatives in organizational management, in environmental matters, uh, to improve gender equality or also to prevent uh, child labor, which is which can still be a, a big issue in some regions. Okay, so it, it is quite clear uh, and, and has many benefits. Now, uh, all those things sounds actually logical uh, in, in, in that sense that I do not expect any product to do like all those bad things for the environment or child labor or, or not uh, giving enough wage for the, for the workers, especially mm -hmm. in that category. But is it possible for a coffee to still not be fair trade today in the category or because you guys select those yeah. that goes on the shelves? Yeah, no, of course. Uh, well, when it comes to our private label, all our products, so that's Latitude 28, uh, Deleuze and Café Gondolière, uh, all our products are certified either by Fairtrade or by Rainforest Alliance. Uh, so for us as Deleuze, this is really key to, to collaborate with those NGOs uh, to, to define what needs to be done in the end to, to make our coffee production as sustainable as possible. So both from a social and environmental point of view. But then when it comes to national brands, uh, there you have some coffees that are uh, certified by Fairtrade, such as uh, Charlet Joie or some products from Rumbots, for instance. But other brands often have their own internal sustainability programs, um, which is clearly a step in the right direction. Uh, but from our side, we prefer to work with a program that is uh, certified and, and also controlled by external auditors. Okay, so in, 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 in national brands, not everybody is fair trade yet. No, indeed. Most of them are not. Most of them are not, but they are making efforts. Could do more, indeed. but they are making efforts. Okay, that's... Yeah. I don't say <laughs> it's better or it's worse than fair trade. Some of them have very good sustainability programs, but it's just it's not controlled by external auditors, which was important for us at the last. Okay, obviously. Yeah. Um, but... Now, when it comes to the price point, uh, because you you talk about the fact that okay, minimum uh, price guaranteed for those uh, for those farmers, uh, coffee is like wine. You can have a good crop and a bad crop, so that means that the the price can go up or, or down on on the market or for us. But then for them, we ensure this minimum price. Does it make then it more expensive for the end consumer to buy a fair trade product? As you said, uh, the, the main purpose of fair trade is indeed to guarantee a fair price for the farmers. Uh, but it doesn't mean that the coffee must be more expensive for the end customer. So for instance, with Latitude 28, we wanted to develop a coffee range that would be both sustainable for producers, but also affordable for customers. Um, as I said in the beginning, actually in order to, to reach both objectives, we collaborate directly with the coffee cooperatives and the whole production process is done in-house by a whole the less coffee company. So basically by reducing the number of 
intermediaries, uh, we've managed to develop a coffee range that guarantees um, both a fair price for our co producers, but also for customers. And yeah, maybe to, to give you a rough idea, uh, the sales price, the current sales price uh, per kilo for Latitude 28, that's 16 euro per kilo, which is twice cheaper than Ely, for instance, and clearly cheaper than most national brands that are not fair trade certified. You can easily compare uh, Latitude 28 is clearly cheaper than than most national brands. Okay, it is fair trade and it's and it's cheap in terms of, of price point. Does, yeah. does the consumer perceive it also this way that actually uh, uh, fair trade does not need to be expensive? Uh, I think that most customers believe that a fair trade product is automatically more expensive. So we need to work on that, especially if we want to increase the share of uh, fair trade products uh, at the LES. Um, but so, yeah, most customers believe that it's more expensive, but it's not the case as we see with Latitude 28. Okay. And um, to move on to, to further away from the price, but then more about the uh, environment, because we, we, we talked a lot about price so far. Uh, can you explain about the fact that your concept is also, uh, as you guys say, neutral from grain to cup? Indeed. Yeah. So CO2 neutral from bean to cup, uh, yeah, that, that's the concept we've developed with Latitude 28. We are actually one of the only coffee brands uh, that goes so far. Uh, so what did we do to neutralize our CO2 emissions? Well, in the first step, so we've calculated the CO2 emissions generated by, by both the production and consumption of the coffee we sell. Uh, so from bean to cup, which means that even the CO2 uh, that is released when you drink your coffee has been computed. So we've assessed uh, the, the average electricity consumptions uh, of the coffee machines in order to uh, neutralize the CO2 emissions for, from our, uh, coming from the consumption of our coffee. So what we did is, in a first step, of course, we first reduced as much, as much as possible the CO2 emissions for the whole process. So production, transport has become greener, uh, the roasting. And then in a second step, uh, well, that's still coffee. So we compensate for the emissions that we cannot reduce by financially supporting um, climate protection programs um, that have been previously assessed by our partner CO2 Logics. Uh, so, for instance, uh, reforestation projects, but that's broader than that. Uh, so, yeah, maybe as an example, uh, part of what we pay to, to offset our CO2 emission has been invested in Ghana. Um, so, what you must know is that in some regions of Ghana, the the population cooks on inefficient stoves or open fires that okay. requires a um, huge amount of wood or charcoal, uh, which results in, in a decrease of forest land and rise in the end of um, CO2 emissions. And a simple solution to those issues uh, can be found with the implementation of fuel-efficient cook stove, uh, okay. which are called uh, GIAPA. Uh, so that's a bit technical, but these GIAPA cook, uh, cook stoves contain... Uh, uh, ceramic liner for heat absorption and retention. So, well, basically, thanks to this stove uh, technology, the the amount of uh, the amount of charcoal needed for cooking up can be reduced by up to fifty percent. And so, as a result uh, of our investment in this kind of program, um, people uh, buy less charcoal and save money. Cooking is faster and safer, and CO two emissions are reduced. So, all this to say that it's broader than basically just planting trees, but there are really many different projects in which we, we invest that are carefully selected by our partner, uh, CO2Logic. 
that was going to be my question. So it goes yeah. beyond just planting trees and, and, and buying your way out of it with a certificate left and right, actually. Indeed, indeed. which is also good. And that's also good to plant trees, yeah, it's not, but I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's broader yeah. than that. It goes broader than that. And and yeah. uh, when it comes to, to packaging then, because uh, yeah, at the end, it's still the end consumer who's, who's using your, your coffee. Did you also do something to, to reduce waste or to, to do something there? Yeah, well, our main purpose... Uh, when it comes to our packaging was to make sure that it would be as sustainable as possible by making it easily recyclable. So okay. um, an example that I can give here is the fact that we were the first Belgian retailer to launch aluminum coffee capsules uh, for a private label instead of plastic capsules in 2020. Okay. And that's also the case for Latitude 28, which is much better for the environment, given that aluminum is an infinitely uh, recyclable material. So we really had a look at all the kinds of materials that we use for packaging and we tried to improve it over those last years. Okay, but then you still need to control the consumer and, and educate them because I guess it is not obvious for, for them to understand that the packaging is definitely uh, recyclable uh, and not to be thrown anywhere. Basically. No, indeed, indeed. But one very good step that has been made uh, since January 2023, actually, is the possibility that has, that is now given to the to the consumer, for instance, to uh, throw their coffee captures in the in the blue bags um, to recycle them uh, easily. So that's an example for the the coffee captures. Of course, uh, all our um, all our packagings are recyclable, and we need to educate them or to inform our customers about it. That's why we, what we try to do on the packaging and by different communications. Okay, good. Well, uh, sounds like you, you you cover quite a lot with your with your coffee, uh, Latitude 28, when it comes to, to fair trade and, and, uh, and uh, CO2 neutrality. But um, now I wonder, is, is this kind of idea, uh, can, can it be replicated to other categories? Like we mentioned wine earlier today. Uh, yeah. I don't know, maybe other categories in, in general? Well, maybe... Or impossible, for, perhaps. Yeah, category. yeah. Well, generally speaking, what we first aim to do at the LES is to work as much as possible with local producers. Um, and for instance, 70% of our fresh products actually comes from Belgium. Um, recently, we've even launched the first Belgian tea range, uh, which is called local tea, and that is grown in Lunout, so that's in Antwerp. So that's a tea that is fully produced in Belgium. Okay. Um, but then when it comes to some products that really cannot be produced in Belgium. Uh, we always try to make sure to adopt a sustainable approach. And for instance, uh, to answer your question, we also have uh, CO2 neutral bananas that are certified, uh, fair trade certified. That's an oh, example okay. in, in fresh categories, for instance. So, so it is feasible for certain categories, but of course you are always limited to what basically can be grown around here. And uh, if not, then you try to find other ways to make it more sustainable. Yes, indeed, yeah. All right. Well, as as a last question, uh, again to come back on on Latitude Twenty Eight, can you tell us what's what's the future for 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 the brand in in the next coming month or further? Yeah, yeah. Well, Latitude Twenty Eight uh, has already seduced quite a lot of customers actually um, three years after its launch. So 
If you look at the ground and bean segments, Latitude 28 has already reached more than 10% market share at the last, to give you a rough idea. Okay. That's actually bigger than Lavazza, Rombots, or Starbucks. Um, but we aim to convince even more customers, uh, so we will make sure to give the opportunity to test Latitude 28 to all coffee lovers uh, at the last in 2023. Um, but now for the, the future, we also want Latitude 28 to, to be available for everyone, which means... Whatever the cafe machine you have at home, we need to have a solution for you with Latitude 28. And, and that's the reason why we decided to launch uh, coffee captures and pads, uh, which are segments where we still see lots of potential. Um, but, and then, yeah, I'm just thinking in the longer run, we are also convinced that, that Latitude 28 would be relevant outside of retail uh, if we can establish strong partnerships um, in out of home, for instance. Okay, this is maybe probably too too early to give some names, um, but uh, at the same time, my coffee cup is ended, and sadly, we also have to come to an end to this show uh, because uh, we are limited with time. Thanks again, Guillaume, for being here to chat with us about Latitude 28, and I hope to have another coffee in another time, perhaps when you are outside of retail. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Vincent. Have a good day. That's it for today. Don't forget to visit 20centretail.com for more retail stories and come back next week for one more episode.